What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode here on the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle, and tonight's episode it is August 12th. It is Thursday night. It's about a little over 8.30 p.m. Central Time. We're going over the training camp news and notes. We also got two live preseason games going on right now. So what I'm going to do is we're going to we'll take a peek at the box scores. We got Mac Jones numbers. We got even Ryan Fitzpatrick, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson. We got some starters playing in a couple of these games. So it's uh, it's the Washington football team, the Patriots versus the Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll look at that in a little bit here. But for now, let's just kind of go over the main headlines for today. I'm looking on the right column here, and then we'll kind of scroll through. Uh, but the main one was the Steelers just acquired linebacker Joe Schobert from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's going to make a really good defense even better. So that's uh, really good. And I just saw, yeah, we got Aiden Tobin hanging out with us tonight. I was, I just saw your your DM right before I went live. James White, uh, he's going to be useful for PPR leagues this year, guys. He's probably going to end up snagging three, four, five catches per game. And Mac Jones, we'll, uh, we'll we'll take a peek at that box score in a little bit, and we'll make some assessments on what the uh, what the teams have been showing us. But for now, uh, the the Justin Jackson for the the Los Angeles Chargers looks like he has a stranglehold on the number two job. Let me read this blurb real quick. Jackson was rumored to be on the roster bubble prior to camp. If Jones is correct about his current standing, these reports were either incorrect or Jackson has thoroughly impressed since camp opened. If Jackson has indeed separated from backups Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree, he offers major value in the last rounds of fantasy drafts. Jackson could ultimately have standalone fantasy value, depending on how goal line opportunities shake out. The second RB in Los Angeles would also step into a very valuable role if Austin Eckler were to miss time. So this is the handcuff. This is the guy we want. He was very productive at times last year. So Justin Jackson, he's going to be on our list. We'll see him in preseason a little bit, I'm sure, this weekend. Uh, but that's that's a, interesting to note. So if anything happens to Eckler, Justin Jackson is going to be the next guy up. Uh, a couple other news notes out of, out of Chargers camp. Mike Williams is dealing with a minor hip issue. He missed Thursday's practice during camp. We usually hold off on blurbing until a player misses three days of practice, but you can never be too careful with Williams. So a hip injury, it's, it's minor. Uh, he's played through this before, it seems. Um, so we'll kind of monitor that and make sure he's not missing too much practice. Uh, Justin Herbert's not going to play during preseason, so that's good to see. Uh, the three, <laughs> the top six NBA. Oh, man, that's not great. Uh, what's going on, Justin, man? Thanks for hanging out tonight. We're going to take a peek at the box scores in a little bit. I just want to get through some of the news and notes. Um, not rushing Carson Wentz back, of course. Uh, James Conner being placed on the COVID list, though. That's interesting. He's probably going to be out the next seven to ten days. Uh, it's a close contact. It doesn't mean he has COVID. So he's, you know, he's, his health is is probably not a concern here. Uh, if anything, he gets, he's a veteran that's going to get seven to, eight, seven to 10 days rest. Um, so we'll see what happens when Connor comes back. The biggest news today, though, was probably Rashad Bateman um, with the surgery that he had. I think it's right here. Um, so he ended up having core muscle surgery. It, uh, it was a groin injury. He's probably going to be on injury reserve. I just don't think we're going to need Rashad Bateman for fantasy for redraft leagues, that is, I mean, even for dynasty, we're not going to be using him uh, to start in our lineups at any point this year, I think, as he gets kind of slowly acclimated back into the game speed. But it's saying six to eight weeks, which maybe puts him into October. Um, so this means more Sammy Watkins. We're watching, uh, we're going to be watching for the Marquise Brown injury update. And then this makes me actually like uh, <laughs> uh, tomorrow. Um, tomorrow night, I'm going to be busy. Uh, I got nothing. Uh, I got no time for tomorrow night, unfortunately. So I think on Saturday and Sunday, though, I will have some time. But tomorrow night, I got an event that I have to go to uh, going downtown for a fun little podcast uh, special thing going on. Um, 
But yeah, Rashad Bateman, what does this mean for the Ravens? It means more Sammy Watkins. It means more Marquise Brown. I would assume Miles Boykin is going to be the next man up as the number three there. Maybe a little Devin Duvernay sprinkled in. But with the Ravens, it's really Lamar, J.K., and Mark Andrews. That's really the only three guys you need to know from the Ravens uh, at this point. Um, Jaguars.com, number one, Trevor Lawrence, is showing what you want from a future elite quarterback. Yet they still say that the <laughs> Urban Meyer saying that the quarterback competition is open. Uh, we, th- we thought we... We'll see what is going on, uh, I guess, with the first preseason game. It depends on who the starter is going to be. But we're assuming Lawrence is going to be the guy. I don't think Minshew needs to be played right away. Uh, the other major news today, Traquan Smith still not practicing with his injury. Uh, from all reports that I've seen out of Saints camp, it's uh, it's all about Marquez Callaway. He has been the best receiver in Saints camp. He had a couple moments last year where he flashed, and he was a really good receiving option uh, he's probably going to lead the team in receptions this year. I mean, outside of Alvin Kamara, maybe Kamara is the leading receiver, you know, with almost 80 some receptions. Uh, but if you're going to draft a Saints wide receiver, uh, I think I think it's going to be Marquez Callaway, who's really cheap in drafts right now. Uh, the other news: rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore is going to undergo an MRI following a quad injury. This is not great. Uh, let me see what's going on here. Hopefully we get some good news back tomorrow, but it says he walked back to the locker room with the trainer under his own power following a hard landing on practice. He's He's been destroying camp. He's been one of the best players over there in New York. So this is a, a kind of hold your breath moment. Hopefully he's okay and good to go. And then I just want to kind of scroll down and see if anything else stuck out as uh, notes today. Denzel Mims, another Jets receiver here, says he lost 20 pounds during the spring after eating some bad salmon. He's been having a rough camp. It goes. It sounds like he's like the fourth or fifth receiver at best. So he's been kind of struggling in camping it on the field. Um, Dak Prescott. This was again another one of those major news pieces that broke today. Undergoing another MRI. It's got me nervous. Uh, the, the Dallas's Twitter saying it's not a setback. No reason to worry. But um, I, I find it difficult to see that a second MRI was in their plans last week. So maybe this is just a, a routine cleanup kind of look just to make sure everything is still intact kind of thing. I really don't know. Uh, it's making me nervous, just slightly nervous. It's saying to not worry, but if they say not worry, that almost makes me worry. So I did kind of lower. Um, <laughs> so I, I watched Hard Knocks last night. It was very good. The first like five minutes was the, the Dak Prescott kind of redemption story. He's probably the favorite to win comeback player of the year kind of thing. Um, so I, I do think his value would go up, uh, but not because of hard knocks. What, what's going to make it go up is, is if he is able to throw full strength, uh, basically, if, he, if he's got no you know setbacks or if he's got no, uh, I guess, cap to how many throws he can make. I think that's what's going to make his value uh, go back up, because uh, I guess with with hard knocks right now, they're just we're just going to see him kind of doing some lollipop throws and nothing really amazing so that might actually make his adp go down as long as he's not practicing in full uh we can see a deal on Dak prescott but i also updated with the cowboys i was just thinking if he's got some kind of shoulder injury going on right now i I think it's going to be very difficult for him to uh, be throwing the ball 35 times a game like he was at you know the clip that he was last season i think the defense is going to be better this year we know the offensive line is going to be better this year too so it just makes me wonder if maybe Ezekiel Elliott is the guy to target in the first round. I love the Dallas wide receivers. I love getting those guys. But at this point, with just the uncertainty of Dak Prescott, I think I'm going to lean towards taking Michael Gallup. Uh, he's the cheapest ADP of the receivers, and I'm leaning towards Ezekiel Elliott. Because uh, CD Lamb, I love CD, but his ADP is getting out of control. And then maybe Amari Cooper. He's kind of got a cheap um, 
he's got a cheap little uh, ADP there right now. Uh, this uh, Grant Delpit one is unfortunate. He suffered a big setback with his hamstring injury. He didn't play at all last year. I was hoping to see him on the field. Uh, we got a Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay listed as co-starters update here. Don't know if we care for backup running back or the number one running back for the Houston Texans, but it's interesting to note. Um, Xavier Jones, uh, I think this came out yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to cover it. This will probably be the last news blurb we look at before we uh, we go over the box scores, but Xavier Jones is going to carve out a role for himself. This makes me like not excited about Daryl Henderson. I think Henderson's fine as like a top 25-ish back. Like He can be your running back too, but he looks best as your number three. And I think where he's going right now, he's in like that fourth round, fifth round range. I'm not sure I love Daryl Henderson's ADP. And then back when Cam Akers, uh, you know, he tore his Achilles or he, he strained it or whatever he did, uh, my, my thought hasn't changed since then. If, you, if you're going to draft LA Rams players, you want Stafford, you want Woods, you want Cooper Cup, you want the passing game. If anything, that's I'm just doubling down on that, and I'm going to continue to tell people uh, to go after Bob Woods and Cooper Cup. Those are the, probably the two most uh, uh, bankable players, I think, on the team right now. So that's pretty much it for the, the updates there in the news. Now let's take a peek here. This is kind of the event of the night going on right now. We got two games live, uh, the Washington football team and the Patriots. They just finished the third quarter. Patriots up three field goals to one Washington touchdown right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick got the start. He went five of eight for 58 yards. They actually let the starters play. Antonio Gibson, uh, five carries, 15 yards. Uh, Terry McLaurin, two for 25. He had three targets. Logan Thomas had a really nice catch, uh, kind of down the sidelines. You kind of had to just go up and, and make a play on it. But Logan Thomas, one target, one catch for 24 yards. Uh, really no other starters there, I think, for the offense. As long as Curtis Samuel's out, we're going to continue to care about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gibson, McLaurin, and probably Logan Thomas. That's kind of the main four from Washington. Uh, but I wanted to show you guys real quick, uh, where is the play-by-play uh, we're going to go down here and we're going to look here. So Washington had to punt on their first their first drive, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, was everybody was in. Antonio Gibson, first carry for three yards, then a, a pass to Terry McLaurin for 22. So you love to see that connection going on right away for the second play of the game. Gibson for six yards, Gibson for two yards. <clears throat> and then on third and two, they bring in Peyton Barber <clears throat> for the short yardage down. So I didn't really care for that. Not seeing Antonio Gibson in on third downs did bug me a little bit. But again, three of their first four plays were Gibson runs for three, six, and two, which is what, 11 yards, three for 11. Um, so they punt the ball away, and then we get a missed field goal drive with the starters again. Fitzpatrick short to Gibson. We'll take the target, though. Uh, incomplete to McLaurin. We'll take the target again. There's that deep pass to Logan Thomas for 24 yards. And then they bring in J.D. McKissick for a little bit, two-yard rush. Um, Fitzpatrick to McLaurin for another three yards. Adam Humphreys, as, as of right now, Humphreys is probably the number two receiver while Curtis Samuel is missing. Uh, and Antonio Gibson for five. Here's the catch that we wanted. We want Gibson to catch more passes. He catches one for three yards and then incomplete to Adam Humphreys. They have to settle for a field goal that they missed. And then uh, it looks like we got one more drive with the starters here. Actually, um, Taylor Heineke comes in for the man, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he throws right away to Gibson. So Gibson catches two of his three targets. That's great. Uh, three targets in the first quarter is fantastic for Gibson. Uh, carry for negative one, and then the starters kind of fizzled out. So that was kind of how the starters went uh, for Washington. It was a pretty good series for both uh, McLaurin for, for Gibson. They get five carries and 15 yards. 
And then two catches for 14 yards. I like that production for a first quarter, at least in the preseason. And then on the Patriots side, Cam Newton struggled a little bit. He got things going on the second drive, but four for seven, 49 yards. Um, let's see here. The starting running back was Damian Harris. He went four for 17. He had a really, really nice run that was called back for penalty, but he was able to break to the outside and like get it to like the one yard line. Maybe, maybe it was a 20 yard carry. So Damian Harris looked really good uh, in the first quarter there. And then as far as receivers with Cam Newton, Johnny Smith, one for 16. Smith looked really good on his catch and run. He had two targets. James White, two for 22 on three targets. Kendrick Bourne, uh, Jacoby Myers, each with two targets, one catch. And then uh, that, that's pretty much it for the starters on that side. But the real deal was Mac Jones <clears throat> coming in. He didn't really do much in the on the first drive of his uh, preseason debut, but the opening drive of the second half was really nice. Uh, I think he was eight for nine on that drive, but he's totally 13 of 19, 87 yards. He did take one sack, but that's okay. Um, for passing, nothing really stuck out besides the starters after Cam Newton. He's been dumping it off to J.J. Taylor. James White, I think, had one. Uh, just kind of spreading the ball out really well. He's, he's able to read the field pretty well. So a good showing for Mac Jones. He was able to go get, I think, two field goal drives in the second, one in the second, one in the third quarter. And then Sony Michelle getting the second team carries six for 26. So fun game, Mac Jones. I don't know if Mac's going back in. Let me just check the game cast real quick. Um, and yeah, low scoring. It's preseason. We can't expect too much. Um, interested in this kicker for the Patriots, Quinn Norden. Uh, I'm just trying to see where are the all plays. Let's see who's got the ball right now. Looks like Washington has it. Taylor Heineke or Steven Montez is in now. And then I don't know, Mac Jones. And Mac Jones just got sacked, incomplete, incomplete. So that was probably his worst drive of the game. We'll see if Mac comes back in in the fourth quarter. Uh, but let's go take a peek at the Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles. This one was fun. Um, before we even get into the stats, I just want to go to some of the play-by-plays at the beginning of the game here. So Philly went and took the opening drive for a field goal. The first play was a short pass to Zach Ertz for seven yards, and then he follows it up with a short pass to Dallas Goddard for 34 yards. So Goddard's got the really good catch-and-run ability. He's a yards-after-catch guy. I think uh, he's he's going to grow on me. You see Hertz, they come out and they just pummel the two tight ends here with targets. That's going to be a consistent, uh, you know, easy throw for him to make. So I like Dallas Goddard. He's probably going to continue to rise uh, in my thoughts as we get closer to the season. Incomplete to Reger, Jordan Howard for three yards, incomplete to Ertz, and then they settle for a field goal. So overall, two, two quick hits to the tight end, and they were able to do some good things. Uh, on the Steelers' opening drive, uh, Najee Harris for four yards, Juju Smith-Schuster with a catch for 13, Najee for another six, Najee with a nine-yard catch, Najee right tackle for no gain, penalty, uh, it was unfortunate, Pat Freeman with the offensive holding, kind of sets them back and they're going to have to punt in a few plays, but uh, the thing that I cared about was Najee Harris getting one, two, three, four, four of the first five plays went to Najee Harris, a, a run for four, a run for six, and a catch for nine. And then the penalty there with the no gain. So Najee Harris comes out and gets uh, heavily used uh, four of the first five plays. The penalty sets him back. We got to clean that stuff up a little bit. On the second drive of the game, though, Jalen Hurts comes back in, throws right to the tight end, uh, 13 yards. He did have an incomplete one to Watkins, who we'll get to in a sec. But Boston Scott running the ball. Uh, Jalen Hurts short to the wide receiver, scrambling for four yards, and they're going to have to punt. So the thing that bothers me most about uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be his inconsistency. It looks like he's on track with the tight end, so the more he throws to the tight ends, those are higher percentage throws. But uh, the receivers, that's where he's going to struggle to hit down the field. Let's take a peek here at the other Pittsburgh 
uh, drive. I think Najee Harris was in for a little bit of this. Mason Rudolph to Juju for five. Najee Harris for eight yards, but a penalty on Trey Turner, offensive holding. Again, they're just going to continue to try to feed Najee some carries uh, early in the game. But here's the, probably the play for Pittsburgh. 33-yard pass to Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool, I don't think he got a target, but negative two-yard carry. Ebron with a catch, another Deontay catch. So Deontay played well. And then here's probably the play of this game. Uh, Joe Flacco comes in, first of all, Kenny Gainwell, five-yard carry. Joe Flacco short to Rich Rogers for nine yards. And then Quez Watkins, who's been a training camp stud uh, for Philly the last couple of weeks, gets a 79-yard touchdown. So I hope you played him in DraftKings. I think I had him in a couple lineups. Uh, but that's pretty much it from this game. They're, the Steelers have been kind of getting some good things going on here. Uh, I did not see the Chase Young play. Let me go. Let me go to the Twitter machine. Was that the the? Uh, I thought I saw like a, a fumble recovered by Cam Newton. Didn't he get sacked? It's kind of fumble thing going on. Is that the play? Let me see what we got here. Oh yeah, okay. I, I did see this. Yep. They called it a throw, I believe, though. So not a good not a good opening start for Cam Newton. And the thing with Mac Jones too, when Mac Jones went on the field, like everybody was was the, the whole crowd was like, let's go. I'm nervous about Cam Newton. I don't I don't know if he's gonna make it through to the starting week one. But anyways, uh, let's get back to what um, just looking at some of these box scores. Mason Rudolph, eight of nine, 77 yards. He did take a sack. Uh, but uh, no no points for the, the Steelers in that first quarter. But the second quarter, Dwayne Haskins comes in 16 of 22, 161 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Samuels, the leading rusher, 10 for 45 and a touchdown. Anthony McFarlane, 9 for 34 and a touchdown. Uh, Najee Harris, only 2 for 10, but he had a couple of plays called back for penalty. But just look at the look at the production here, guys, from the Steelers' backup running backs. 10 for 45 from Samuels, 9 for 34 from Anthony McFarlane. Uh, I'm seeing some potential the good news for Najee Harris here. If, if the backups and the, the backup offensive line's looking good, that makes me feel a little bit better about this new look offensive line. They did have some holding penalties. Uh, the tight end had the holding penalty as well. So it's still a work in progress, but you got to like the team. There's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they got 30 carries here, 31 throwing uh, attempts. Pretty good balance between pass and rush. So I like what the Steelers' offense did in this one. Again, Deontay Johnson fifth round pick maybe fourth round pick three for 41 caught all three of his targets forget about the drops from last year i think he's going to be just fine juju three catches for 22 yards he's going to continue to get those small area uh middle of the field type things and that was really it chase claypool didn't get targeted he's like the one guy that i like in best ball not really so much for a redraft i think for me it's all about Najee, deontay and juju some fun names on that team and of course ben roethlisberger and yeah chase if you guys still play in leagues of defense, I, I, I think Washington is worth drafting a little bit ahead uh, than you think, just because the, how many first rounders do they have on that defensive line? Uh, Washington, man, it's going to be a good year for their defense and their offense as well. Uh, but the Eagles, we covered Jalen Hurts. He was three of seven for 54 yards, but he was three of four targeting the tight end. I think that's going to be, if Hurts is going to succeed in the NFL, he needs to continue to work on his accuracy, but it's showing up with the tight ends. Got to see about the receivers. He did have a carry for four yards as well. Uh, no Miles Sanders tonight, but Kenny Gainwell, two for 14. Carry on Johnson, two for 12. Boston Scott, one for – they're just kind of just – I don't even know what they're doing here. They're just trying to run so many guys uh, one or two times here. Um, 
And then the passing stats, Joe Flacco, 10 of 17, 178 and a touchdown. If anything happens to Hertz, Joe Flacco is going to be useful for fantasy. So keep him, keep him in mind, uh, with, especially with just running quarterbacks. You kind of want to know who the backup uh, QBs are. And Flacco, man, if he steps in, he's got connection with some of these deep ball guys. Quez Watkins reminds me of Torrey Smith just a little bit. Uh, but there's Goddard again, one for 34. Ertz, two for 20. That's that's going to be the engine of the passing game. Don't know about Jalen Reger, but two for 20 is nice. A couple passes to the running back, Kenneth Gainwell, two for 16. So it's looking pretty good, uh, I guess, for both sides of the ball for fantasy numbers. Let's just go back here. It looks like uh, New England, they got the Ramondra Stevenson touchdown, seven for 30 and a touchdown. Uh, is that a Matt Jones-led drive? I think it was. So that's interesting. And, yeah, James White. Um I don't know how James White's what, like the 13th, 14th round right now. If you're getting to that point of the draft and you can't figure out what to do, adding James White's never a bad idea. We know he's going to be on the field a lot as a pass catcher. And guys, just the takeaway when Mac Jones came on the field, like everybody, you could hear the crowd. You could hear the people excited about Mac Jones. I think there might be, tonight might have been a momentum shift to get Mac Jones more on the field. Cam Newton was fine. He, did, he, he didn't do anything great. He didn't do anything terrible. But uh, Mac Jones, man, he gives the team a little bit more of an edge and excitement. They want to fight for him, I think. So overall, fun night, though. Um, again, tomorrow night, I do have an event that I have to go to. I don't think I'm going to do a video. It starts at 8 o'clock. So for me to get home and maybe do a video, I can maybe pull it off. We'll see. Um, but for the most part, I think Saturday, maybe we hang out and do a mock draft in the morning kind of thing. But we'll be... Uh, I don't know. We'll be soaking up the games tomorrow night. We got a lot of football coming on this weekend, so we're gonna we're gonna you know keep pumping out these quick videos with the updates. So I don't know. That's gonna do it for tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out. Have a good rest of your evening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.